comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Paris P. antiquities dealer, entrepreneur. Richard B. Riddick, escaped convict, murderer. Episode 337. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to A Half Hour Wasted. Tonight's episode, Cat Food. So we took Sage, all the investors were asking Sage a whole bunch of questions about his game, and Sage did a very poor job. I mean, he, he didn't explain it very well. He kind of froze up, didn't he? Kind of froze up. He started playing with his Legos. It, it wasn't investors the f- lost interest. I mean, we're talking; these guys are ready to drop some hard cash bills. I think it wasn't the freezing up. It was him saying, "I don't need your rules, man. I don't need to live by the man's rules. We could have. I do what I want. We could have had a hundred thousand dollars seed money. Billions. Hundred thousand seed money. I had high hopes for that game. I need I did too. I need my children to become rich beyond the dreams <laughs> of avarice. I put all my, all but one yeah. of my eggs in that basket. Yeah. And now I've got one egg one for egg the rest left. of my life. We have totally lost out on this, this mind drink. I didn't uh, if anyone knows what we're talking about, listen to the last week's show. If you don't make your Kickstarter goal, they like take that money from you? No. I mean, they, like, they take it. Yeah, how does that work? No Kickstarter money is collected because I had money until in the, bank, the goal is and reached. Now I don't. I'm not sure what someone's cell uh, is blowing up. If the goal is reached, like if you contribute to a Kickstarter, right? Yes. None of your money is removed from your account until the goal is reached. Okay. Then donations are taken. Bam. That's how it works. Okay. That's awesome. I want to collect money. I, I need to get me a a, a dead mouse T-shirt. I think that'd be awesome. A <laughs> dead mouse? Yeah, he's a uh, uh, lo-fi, trip-hop, uh, downbeat kind of electronic He's a DJ. DJ. Oh, DJ. He does a lot of remixes. Yeah, he does. Um, have you heard the, the dead mouse remix of the Foo Fighters? No. Bring it up. Um, no. Yeah, you know that song Rope? Give me some oh, rope, yeah. I'm coming. Oh, yeah. Loose. Yeah, absolutely I do. That, that was my ringtone for about a calendar year. And it still could be, it's just not because I'm I'm running some LCD sound system through my uh, my phone ringer right now. Here's the original. If you call me right now, number one, I'll be really surprised if you're not listening to this episode for like another ten days. But if you did, uh, Daft Punk is playing at my house would uh, be the tone that fires off. Oh yes, no, this is a fantastic ringtone. Yeah, I started using it as mine too because. Yeah. Well, it's great because you've got like 10, 15 seconds yeah. before it really gets loud. Yeah. What a great hook. Let's just listen to the rest of the song and then we'll get back to it. 
Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna play like the first when he starts singing the verse. Yeah. Okay, now the Dead Mouse remix hit me is as follows. Start singing here in a second. Okay, it's longer than I thought. I'm I'm a hundred percent good with this. Here we go, here we go. Anyway, you get the idea. It's I want to cool. oh, play awesome. my ringtone. This was actually my ringtone up until a few weeks ago. Okay. And <laughs> it explains why we have such problems every third week, right? <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, no, it, it was always funny. I was getting like a lot of calls for like a week, just solicitors, <laughs> just everything. I was just like, oh gosh, and I just. Put that on. Helen ready. Leave me alone. Wow. I'm not I'm not as smart or as ironic as you. Man, I gotta uh, I gotta check this out. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. So I've just been uh really heavily into for the last few weeks now, um what I like to call uh, after midnight music. Um which uh, grown up music. Well stuff like uh I think uh uh Early trip hop uh, was like that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, I think you made that that word up. And introducing, starring DJ Shadow, is uh, is a prime member of that club. And the uh, Hunky the music, Bunch, the music great. that yeah, and the Huggy. Somehow he's huggy turned this into bunch. a music episode. <laughs> I've been trying to do that for months now. So oh, uh, I have well, some music news actually. I've after got, you like, finish, fifty-seven different. We'll music do a music. Show we'll ideas. do a music show soon. I'm clearly. I'm clearly um, we'll champing at the bit. We'll do a music were. episode. Well, so, that, um, I, I that, dare us to. That right, right there is for your your, mo- your music at the end of the we're show. We're going to enjoy a little uh, lo-fi, uh, down-tempo, um, you know, kind of trance rock. At the end of the uh, show? At the, the end of the Sweet. show. Sweet. It's not going to be Dead Mouse. It's going to be something What's your uh, music news? that I think is pretty um, awesome. So, Beats... Uh, Beats Audio, the guys who make the headphones, they're starting a music service a la Pandora and Google Music and all mm-hmm. those other services. Mm-hmm. But theirs is a little different. Let me tell you, let's see what you think about this. They've hired a whole bunch of like musicians and DJs and stuff okay. like that. And from what I understand, they are going to create custom, uh, custom playlist. And that's actually what you listen to. Okay. So, and they're going to have it categorized in a way that you put in like 40-year-old male who loves rap. 
are going to find music. Gonna find all will, the Vanilla Ice. Yeah, they're going to find yes. all that music that will fit that genre. Mm-hmm. And they have guys just cultivating these lists. And so, and the list lasts for about an hour, 70 minutes. Okay. So, I mean, what do you guys think about that? It sounds uh, like Pandora. I'm still yeah. not sure exactly what you said. Well, it's actually a human making these lists, and it's, okay. not, it's not an algorithm. Yeah. Uh, Beats is starting this music uh, service where real people create music lists according to certain keywords and genres. So, you know, Brad, um, you know, you like old school rap, you know. Forty-year-old mm-hmm. guy who likes old-school rap. Oh, okay, I follow. There, you. there will be a a music. Uh, that there will be a cultivated list of music that should suit your taste. So, so nothing but I follow you. P yeah. Daddy remixes of Aerosmith songs. <laughs> exactly. Is what's happen. You, you know, and you know, twenty-four-year-old girl who likes to work out. The perfect list will appear for her. That's fantastic. Yeah, and they should last like sixty to seventy minutes. I think they said yeah, long and enough for. A, Good frothing, good workout. So, well, their music uh, overall. So that seemed kind of interesting to me, but I just can't, I just don't think of my music that way. I want to be one of those DJs, man. Yeah. I mean, they have DJs and real people. Yeah. I mean, music editors and stuff like that putting together these these music lists. Is that that same deal? It is. I told you that was my ringtone. I wasn't kidding. Hello. So Brad, I want to hear. Oh wait, you want to hear what? Oh, okay. Want to hear this? What you talking about? Oh no! See, yeah, I, uh, when I meant cool when I asked him, is that that same deal? I didn't mean the same song as a ringtone. It's that call he's been getting over and over and over oh. again that he was telling us about right. um, before the uh, episode started. We'll ask. It. We'll see if he wants to talk okay. about that. Well, yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Right, so here comes He's giving me a second. Here comes the bell. All right. I thought what I what I meant, Bill, was is that the same phone call you've been getting over and over and over? No, no, no. I'll, uh, the, was, you want to share that, that story? Was, that was actually the. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's do that. That's actually the uh, the other human that is biologically attached to sure. Sage and Zoe. <laughs> um, the um, so okay. So you talking about uh, the 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 very sad mortgage story? Yes, okay. the very sad mortgage yeah. story. Which I mean, it's not sad so much; it's more annoying. But yeah, it's fascinating. I I'm not happy about this development in American society and technology as we know it. Um, yesterday, I'm at work and I'm consider. I, I really truly am uh, considering strongly considering trying to get myself motivated to get all the paperwork together. Blah blah to hopefully refi the house. Rates are so, low. I know. Rates are I need, a good time to do it. Uh, the rates were lower uh, a month or two ago, but I can't do anything about that. This is I, I'm ready now, and I wasn't ready then, so this is you know it is what it is. So I'm trying to um, I'm trying to figure out uh, if there's a good or a best person to uh, uh, pull a refi with. Uh, I want to cash a little bit of money out, be able to spruce a couple things up around the house, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Spruce them if you got them. That's I know, what I always that's what say. I'm going to do. I'm going to spruce them, and I'm going to spruce them. Take slow. out this wall. Yeah. Put out a giant screen TV. Well, we're going to need to uh, take some of the neighbor's uh, backyard out because I want a pool. Hmm. I'm tired of not having a pool in my backyard. I do have a pool. It's a very tiny one. It's made out of plastic and sage peas in it yeah. periodically. <laughs> um, so I'm tired of that one. I want uh, the, only the freshest, newest pool. Mm. Um, anyway, so I'm looking at this refi thing, and it's a pop-up on a website I trust. Um, and... So it's like, hey, uh, compare mortgage rates, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay. 
all right, you know, because I've I've done these these pop up website things where you know put in your zip code and you know the amount remaining on your mortgage and you know that kind of thing, and they they can estimate you know what a, a new mortgage payment might be for your area for your whatever your your uh, uh, credit score, et cetera, et cetera. So I do this. Um, I finally get to, it, it takes me through like four different pages. And the final page is, hey, uh, we need your social security number, but don't worry. Uh, we're not actually going to do anything. We just need to make sure that you are who you say you are and, you know, that we can get you the best rate and, you know, some kind of corporate double speak type of stuff. It's like, it doesn't look sinister like, you know, Russians fishing for my vital info. But, you know, at the same point, it's like, you know what, I don't need this anonymous website um, to know that much about me because I've already told it, you know, my name, and I, I reluctantly gave it my address. When I wanted my social security number, I said, nah, it's too far. Though I'm sure, you know, people on a computer can find it if they really want to. So whatevs. So I don't do it. Or you can email me or Frank. Uh, I'll do that um, as soon as the show's over. So I get to the point where I need to put in my social and then hit the submit button. And then they're going to, you know, calculate my rate and how much money I can save and how wonderful and more fulfilling my life is going to be after I uh, give them my business. And so I say, no, forget that. Um, I don't fill in the Social Security number. Um, I just leave the pop-up there, and I go and I start doing other things. Um, About an hour later, I get a phone call. I'm at work, and my phone is so stinking awesome that it automatically shuts the ringer down based on my GPS location, so it knows I'm at work and it knows to stop, you know, so my phone starts buzzing on the tabletop and it's like, who is this? I don't recognize this number. So I answer it and I say, this is Bill, and, you know, then I hear a momentary silence and the click, which inevitably tells you that uh, that someone is robo-calling you and as soon as you are dumb enough to pick the phone up, they're going to transfer you to a waiting, helpful, friendly human attendant. So I get um, um, Hello, this is uh, Heritage Mortgage, and your call is being uh, uh, you know, recorded for quality assurance purposes. And is this William McGonnell? And at that point... Or, Heritage, or isn't it really yeah. William McGonnell? McGonnell? Okay, I'm, you're, uh, someone's going to send me an email for this. Hello, I would like to speak to William McGonnell. Oh, no. Somebody's going to get an email. You know, it's a true story. It's actually Pause happened. for laughter. Thank you. There's, so there's not the much funny about what President Obama's doing to our country these days. What's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is thank you for asking me what the point was because <laughs> it would have been at least 15 or 20 more minutes if you hadn't. The point is I didn't submit the form. I did not submit it. It got all the... And, and I got a guy calling me. For, I, I had, I've had... Three or four different companies call me, and I probably fielded 12 to 15 calls over the last 36 hours from companies wanting to do my refi. And, I mean, I've had Quicken Loans call me. I've had two or three no-name mortgage companies, at least ones that I'd never heard of. And uh, all of them are like, hey, uh, we Frank's see you with your, yeah, with, your, with your credit score. Rincon! Makes so much more sense now. Um, it um, it would... What shook me to my very core was the fact that without submitting a form, nothing but keystrokes on a page, they got all this information on me. That's really scary. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the that's point of the amazing. story. And, uh, you know, with all the news that's been coming out with the NSA and stuff, I guess 
Yeah. I mean, it shouldn't really be surprising, but still, it's just you would think that you would have to submit yeah. before any of that yeah. would happen. You guys don't tune in to listen to us uh, for our political coverage, which is a shame because I'd love to give you a lot of it. But considering we don't, this is really the first time we've ever mentioned this kind of thing. And yeah, it's... I don't know if worrisome is the word. It's it confirms our our worst suspicions about this stupid world we live in. Well, I and I I, I, I would argue that that mm-hmm. you know we were told about this ten years ago and no one seemed to well, have a problem with it. How great was the internet five or ten or fifteen years ago? Um, you know, for you know back when the internet was still the wild west because it's not anymore. You know now it's tightly regulated and amazon is now collecting sales tax in the state of texas and, uh, and a handful of others and you know and what just, i noticed that when i purchased something from yeah, amazon I, I was like what is going on here i miss what? it don't you miss the tax free aspect of i used to love buying stuff well on and there's only uh, amazon's amazon. amazon's having to make deals with individual states and yeah. they're only charging tax in like 7 states in the union mm-hmm. so so chances are much better than not that if that if you Proud, strong listener are buying stuff from Amazon. You don't have to pay sales tax, but we do. To wherever they have a facility, they have some in Texas, yeah, yeah. and I think in Florida, New York, and uh, you know those lucky states. That Amazon don't have just it. opened up some fulfillment centers here. Yeah, I saw that. Like, a, like in in Irving, Texas, wasn't well, it? Well, I think there's uh, more than one. Yeah. actually, but um, near my uh, near my home, I've seen a few signs. Um, like north of Fort Worth, northeast of Fort Worth, I've seen okay. some signs. They're paying like eleven twenty-five an hour to work in their fulfillment. Okay. Um, deal. You know, it it might be a decent uh part-time job. You know, a second yeah. job or something mm-hmm. yeah. for some people. But um, you, you can't make a you can't make a living off of. I mean, if that's a stepping stone to something bigger and better, then yeah. uh, then there you go. But I mean, that's just that's just a low wage, you know, pushing buttons and and grabbing boxes and stuff. That's yeah. not the. I don't think that's a career job. I think that's yeah. just kind of a, uh, <laughs> you know, someone just starting out or. Uh, I think they're getting into the grocery business too. Yeah, Amazon is. There used to be a website you could buy groceries from. They had a, a few of them. Peapod. Um, that was one of yeah. them. Yeah, and it was here in town too. But I think I think Amazon's actually going to start getting into the grocery business. I don't understand how they pull that off. I don't know. What's, that, what's the uh, What's the last thing you bought from oh, Amazon? The last thing I bought from Amazon was um, well, why don't I look? I think it was a book, actually. But yeah, I, I can bought, look on my um, account and find out. I got a new suitcase. Uh, because I needed to my uh, my overhead. The last couple times I've flown, they've gone. That's not really an overhead, and I was like, it, "Well, fits." But so I got an official overhead. You know, that's the right dimension. Oh yeah. Say. And um, also some LED light bulbs for a chandelier in my house. Huh. Because I like. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the LED light technology, but it's. You know, like the bulbs run on two watts, maybe, and they give off virtually no heat, but lots of light. Yeah, actually, the last thing I bought from oh. Amazon was this watch band. Oh, nice, nice thick fat leather. Yeah, and actually, it was the wrong color. It mm-hmm. was not the color that it appeared. On mm-hmm. the, so I went to Tandy Leather and I bought dye, and I dyed this myself. It's so funny you say that. So, you, how did you just buy the dye and do it? 
I bought. See how there's a glaze on this? Yeah. I had to buy acetone, which is like nail polish remover times ten, uh-huh. like some strong acetone. Removed the glaze that was on the brand new one I bought. Uh-huh. Then I dyed it, and then I reapplied a glaze onto it. So, and the reason I bought this, this is a fossil watch. The reason I bought this web, this uh, watch band from the website, was not a fossil watch band, is because fossil doesn't make replacement watch bands for this size. Uh, Lug. This uh-huh. is called a lug, where the watch band holds okay. onto the watch itself. Right. They don't make that size lug watch band anymore, so I had to find one online. Mm-hmm. But I wanted a dark one, and that one it looks darker than it really is. So I ended up dying it, and it's pretty awesome. Quick, uh, quick story concerning something like that. So my dad, I was visiting him last week, and he had some great sandals that he had bought at Macy's, and uh, he goes, "You should get some." So I said, "Okay." So when I came back in town. I, I went to Macy's. They only had they had those sandals, but not in the right color. Yeah. And I was like, I bought them and I kept them for twenty four hours. Like, I'm just going to return them. I'm not going to wear them in the right color. So I returned them. My dad was asking me, "So did you get them? Did you get them?" I go, "Go, yeah, but I returned them wrong color." And he goes, and "My dad, the way my dad does, he goes, son, you could have just dyed them." <laughs> and then he started going through the whole process what you just yeah. described about how to do it. He yeah. goes, "Or you can take it somewhere. It's worth it." Those things are good sandals. They'll last you a long time. You know. That's funny. I ended up spending twice as much. <laughs> it's it cost more to dye the thing than it did to buy the really? watch band. Yeah. Okay. But like I said, I can't buy a replacement from no. Fossil because they're not they're not selling those size anymore. So we're watch, talking about the last watches? we're actually talking about the last stuff we bought at Amazon. What was the okay. last thing you bought at Amazon? Uh, I bought. Oh, I'm Breaking uh, Bad episodes. I've been getting those. I bought my um, I bought my uh, my Motorola Zoom case. Okay. My stand slash case mm-hmm. and uh, my European handbag that uh, it fits into. <laughs> the thing I bought before it was awesome, though, man. They're both like twelve bucks a piece. It's like this is great. The thing I bought before the watch band was an optical SPDIF coaxial digital to RCA left right analog audio converter with three and a half millimeter jack support headphone speaker outputs. Cool. Very nice. Basically to take a... It's a magic jack. <laughs> I, I had to take a, uh, a coaxial audio, digital audio yeah. feed and convert it to an analog audio Okay. for my parents' uh, travel trailer. Oh, wow. They bought this really nice high-def TV. Nice. Uh and they had this stereo system that you could plug an auxiliary cable jack into. Okay. And it would play CDs and stuff in the ceiling. <laughs> nice. But th- the only way to get output audio from the TV okay. was an, a coaxial, op- well, it was optical audio, actually. It was an optical yes, audio yes. cable. And this device had an optical input for it. So I took an op- an optical audio from the TV into this device and it and I took a three and a half millimeter audio regular audio cable out into the auxiliary jack okay. of the C D player that's in their deal. So now they can hear the TV through the ceiling. And with the air conditioner on, it's much easier to hear the TV instead of you just can, the little yeah, bitty speakers gotcha. off of that yeah. TV. So that's one thing. They've uh TVs are awesome these days, yeah. but these speakers have they get worse and worse with every generation. We uh, we had a vendor in the building today, and they brought out the Sharp TVs, these LED televisions. Yeah. That, um, you know, LED, that's 
the new lighting technology, and they said that the uh, the TV is rated for a hundred thousand hour has a hundred thousand hour half life on it. Okay, and uh, the TV well, who uses they call a it a pro- half life. <laughs> And, what uh, kind of corporate double speak is that? Uh, that means by a hundred thousand hours, it'll be half as bright. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, and what was the other thing? Oh, and since they use so much, so little power, I think she said it was eighteen dollars a year. Oh, my! Uh, if you use it for four hours a day, my uh, uh, my TV. Uh, I bought back at Thanksgiving. My old TV. My first flat screen blew up. It was an original LCD, and. Um, this one is an LED. It's a I went from a forty inch Sony Bravia LCD to a forty two inch Sony LED Bravia, and yeah, it has a little energy efficiency, the Energy Star sticker on it. Mm-hmm. It said it used thirteen dollars worth of energy a year. Isn't that great? I looked at that thing and I went, "You've got to be kidding me!" And uh, that TV, uh, I don't think it's on for four hours a day, but you're you're kidding me. Fifty cents a month to run this thing. And or, or sorry, a dollar a month. My math is clearly <laughs> poor right now. I've been using a. I've been converting my house over to LED bulbs as they burn out. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And it's. Uh, I have noticed a very small difference. Uh, I think mostly because, like in the kitchen, I've been replacing a couple of those bulbs with mm-hmm. LEDs, and uh, I had some halogen bulbs that were just generating a lot of heat. Oh yeah. So I switched them over to LEDs, and it made a big difference. I tell you what, it's one of those things where during the winter, I almost want to switch back to incandescence <laughs> just to help warm the house up a little bit. Yeah. Because every um, there are just a handful of lights in this in this house that are not LEDs. Well, you know they're going to stop manufacturing incandescence. Yeah. Eventually, and my dad absolutely hates <laughs> the. Non incandescent bulbs. The yeah, the, the technology is is finally getting there. What bugs me is when they're not instant. Well, on. they don't they don't look warm. They look cold. And so what he does yeah. every opportunity he does, he buys incandescent bulbs. To buy a case of them at yeah, a time. Yeah, and he whenever he sees them, he puts them in a in a you know the ones that fit the stuff in his house. He yeah. puts it in the closet. So he's got a closet in his house. Full of incandescent bulbs, <laughs> like one half of the closet. Well, hey, someday, light bulbs. No, no, what he's doing, he may be a savvy businessman yeah. because someday, you know, a year after the CHL, you know, uh, incandescent wars, uh, he's going to be selling one bulb on eBay for about seventy eight dollars. Yeah, he might be. He yeah. could. That, that once again proving how much smarter uh, the greatest generation was than us. Yep. Um, yeah, I just I uh, uh, there's. A couple places in my house, like I can't handle the CHLs uh, on the you know on the rheostat uh, in my living room. So those are regular incandescent bulbs, and then the bulb in my walk-in closet. I cannot handle any of the CHL colors in there. So the, you need to you really need to go green, and the blue is too blue, and the red is too red. You really need to move over to LEDs because they can get room temperature really well. Nice, and they're instant on. They don't need to warm up. Yeah. Well, and and uh, in the bathrooms i you know i didn't know i bought uh floodlights because they're those sunken light type fixture things and i bought leds for those or lcds for those what sorry chls for those and yeah you turn them on and it's like okay turn it on and then come back in about 45 seconds it'll finally be warmed up Mm -hmm. it's like well it's (laughs) you walk in here you flip the light on for seven seconds you find whatever it is you're looking for and you leave again and so it's actually kind of a pain in the rump. But, hey, you know, that's a first-world problem. I'm not going to complain too hard about that. 
What did we talk about the very, very beginning of the show? I don't know. We kind of got, we kind of went all over the place, didn't we? You know what? Awesome, thank you. We well, could, we could back up and find out. <laughs> <Let's see. laughs> dun 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 dun, and then you said something like, "And that's why I'll never put bleach in my soda can again." Yeah, something like that. Actually, I said, um, and that's how Sage lost us $100,000. Yes. We've talked about what we were going to talk about before we started recording, <laughs> and we haven't even touched. What are we, what's oh, our? Oh, Kick-Ass 2 and, uh, and uh, Castle. And time-wise, I, 29 minutes, I think. Really? What is Castle? It's uh, a TV show with Nathan Fillion. Oh, yeah, okay. So I, I jumped what's on. The, what's the main plot device with that? He's okay. a uh, he's a mystery writer. Is he misunderstood? Yeah. Who teams up with a police Devastatingly officer to handsome. solve actual <laughs> crimes? He's actually a writer. Yeah, in the show he plays a mystery writer, a la Stephen King, someone yes. like that. Okay, and uh, he hangs out with the with the police force so he can get real life experience for his books. Ah, but he's been doing it so long that he's kind of a good detective. He kind of knows. He he adds a lot to them, so they keep him around. He do you can remember, help them solve cases. Do you remember the spirit? Did you ever see that? No. Sammy Jackson. No, I've Gabriel been told. I, I've been told I dodged a bullet. It's well. It's it's Frank Miller. It's very the the look of it is very kind of Sin City. It's very black and white, and maybe one color splashed on it, and and it's lots of weird angles and odd acting uh, choices or directions. And it's just. It has that same weird feel that like the Sin City movies have, or, or you know, that kind of stuff. Um, it's actually, I, I thought it, it was one of those that I had to watch it a second time before I started getting it, kind of like Speed Racer. And um, it's not that bad. Uh, I wish I had a copy of it. I'd let you watch it. But uh, you have to, it's so odd that you have to give it a viewing to, and just kind of like, okay, this is really happening. And then once you let it soak in, it, it's pretty good. Anyway. So this is going to mean a dang thing to you. The lady in Castle was the. Uh, have you ever seen Stana the spirit Stanakotic? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did okay. see it. I saw she's, it in the theater. She's the uh, she's the wisecracking um, street smart uh, lady cop, devastatingly handsome. She's <laughs> actually devastatingly uh, handsome for um, a lady. Um, she's very attractive. She does uh, she does a really good job in the show. Yeah, um, but she's not one of the. There's three. There's uh, there's four reasons I can think of to watch uh, the shad uh, to watch the spirit, and uh, those four reasons are um, Scarlett Johansson and Eva Mendez, and I think there's one other uh, person I'm missing. It the the I saw the movie. It was interesting, but Brad, I can't recommend it. Nah, <laughs> I haven't. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not saying go out and get the freaking Blu-ray mm-hmm. special edition director's cut combo pack, yeah. but. It's, you know, if it shows up on Netflix or Amazon Prime or Hulu or Roku or your Brad, Google, if whatever, you happen to be on know? the couch and the remote is far away and it would require you to get up yeah. and change it and that movie comes on, okay. I yeah. would consider getting up to get the remote. <laughs> <you know? laughs> but you, 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 you went somewhere totally yeah. different you than are, I thought you were. You know, I, I mean, you're, you're, you're I wronging just, this movie, and I will not stand yeah. for it. You're the only person I've heard that has defended this movie at any length. I'm not defending. I'm not defending it like uh, like the Phantom Menace. I'm not defending it like that. 
I'm just saying that okay, you're anybody the only who's person saying, I've heard who's excusing this movie. Anybody who's mm-hmm. saying that you should actively turn away and run from it is not doing this. I didn't justice. say that. I think he should consider with that, getting the remote. And with that, I'm sorry. I need to take one more little break. Because that's how I do things around here. So, so uh, while that's going on, um, a little bit about Castle. Nathan Fillion actually... Is really good in it. He's funny. Yeah. He steals the show. He's the comic relief. Maybe I should He's try smart. watching that. I would. Is it on the Netflix? Uh, no, it's on the Amazon Prime. But oh, I is was, it? Yeah, but I was watching it on Hulu, and so I only got to watch the fifth season. Um, oh, okay. Which was has it been on five seasons? Apparently, yeah. Wow. Getting ready for a sixth. Um, the one thing that I think it kind of suffered from on that sixth episode was it's very per- or on this season is that it's very procedural. Much like House, you know how House, you kind of knew the story beats that were going to go on. You know that he was going to make two different uh, right. uh, wrong diagnoses right. and then the third one, and then it would come through, and then the solution was always somewhere in the beginning. The show is structured that way. You kind of, like, you see the murderer within the first five minutes of the show, okay. and then, you know, they put the pieces together and stuff, and then voila, he's there. But luckily, this show has a lot of... The characters really make this show. Uh, Nathan Fillion, he steals it. He's funny. He's yeah, clever. Yeah, I like him. He's funny. He's... um. He's uh, Bill mentioned he was... um That he had seen that new Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters. And he's yeah. in that. Oh, also. really? Yeah, he's uh, Hermes, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, he's funny. He uh, He does a very... He does smug very well. Like, kind of a smuggy. What? Are you leaving, buddy? Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, I really did like your game. That's really awesome. I'd love to play it with you one day. Come here, buddy. Okay. It's good seeing you. You're my buddy, right? Mm-hmm. like your game. High fives, dude. Boom. See you soon, okay? But, uh, you know, unlike the spirit, I would go, I would make an effort to watch it. Okay. And, um, Characters are funny. One one thing I did really like is, you know, everyone has their bulletproof vest and mm-hmm. it says police on it. Mm-hmm. They, all the cops, it says police. His says writer. That's, on it. Yeah. that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I've, uh, I've been kind of toying with the idea of watching that because I really do like, um, like him. And I know that uh, there's been a few Firefly shout outs. On yes. That show. They they went. There was a murder at a sci, uh, science fiction convention. Yeah. And as they walk into the room, he starts talking about, "Oh, I love Star Wars, Star Trek, and that Josh Wheaton show, or that uh, yeah, Josh Wheaton." Did he dress up in this? In I, the, if the brown it happened, coat? if it if he did, it wasn't in season five, which is the only okay. season I've seen. I think it, I think at one point he dressed up um, in the brown coat. Yeah. Captain Reynolds outfit. Yeah. Yeah, I saw. Um, I saw Kick-Ass 2. Did you see the first movie? Yeah. Did you like it? Mm. Did you read the book, the first yes. book? I did both, and I always thought that it made a better comic book than a movie. Yeah. Um, I loved the comic book. It was, uh, it you know, it's pro- probably very offensive to a lot of people. And um, It was you know, raw. Yeah, it was raw. Raw and gritty is... Raw is a be- is a really good word. Not so much gritty, but raw mm. was yeah. Um, and I always thought it worked better as a comic because some things were just seeing re- they were 
seeing them on screen was ridiculous. Now, Kick-Ass 2 is based on the six-issue series Kick-Ass 2 and the Hit Girl miniseries or six-issue Hit Girl series. Okay. And they, they molded the two uh, together. I don't remember a lot about each individual comic, you know, those two stories. And as a result, I really enjoyed this movie, probably more so than the first movie. And uh, Jim Carrey was in it. He was funny. I can't remember his name, but he was one of the good guys. You know, the first time I saw that trailer, I saw it and I asked someone, I thought Jim Carrey was in it. And they go, that was him. Yeah. The uh, the character he played, he has like a prosthetic nose on yeah. and his face is a little kind of roughed up. I'm going to look up the, his character. In fact, I have it right here. I bet you I can beat you to it. Bill, it's we're talking uh, briefly about um, Kick-Ass 2. Uh, did, you, did you see the first movie? Yes. Did I you read the, the comic? No. Okay. So did you like the movie? I thought the movie was uh, surprising, and I really liked it. Okay. I thought it made a better comic than a movie. Interesting. Um, and the second movie, I know I'm repeating myself, but you know, Bill was, wasn't here. The second mm-hmm. movie is based on the second Kick-Ass miniseries yeah. and the Hit Girl six-issue Oh, series. so that they combine those yeah. two then? Okay. I, I read both of those. I don't remember a lot of them, but I really liked this movie. You like Kick-Ass 2? Yeah, I really did. Okay. It was very, it was fun and funny, and it didn't seem to be as silly as the first one, which is strange because okay. there's a lot of silly things in this movie. It's supposed to be. I, Colonel I, uh, Stars and Stripes. Colonel Stars and Stripes. That I, was Jim Carrey's character, and he I'm, was funny. I'm going to miss Big Daddy. <laughs> Big Daddy was... I like Nicolas Cage, but there are some times when I go, just dial it down a notch. <laughs> and his Big Daddy character was, I preferred the comic book version of it. I, I, okay. Yeah, see, I guess I need to, I'm going to have to read the comic one of these days to find out what all the fuss is about. One of my favorite scenes in the original Kick-Ass was when Kick-Ass and uh, Big Daddy met for the first time, Yeah, and they put on their superhero airs, and they talked in big voices, Yeah, and they had their hands on their hips, <laughs> and, they were, and they were just doing what you thought you should do as a superhero. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and that awesome. was very funny. For some reason, I enjoyed the second movie more than the first movie, and maybe it's because I didn't... I wasn't beholden to the two comics that they were. It was based okay. on. But and Brad, real quick, does yeah. it take place in the Marvel universe? No. Okay. No, but they do mention Spider-Man and Batman and real heroes, real, you know, real, okay. actual comic books. Yeah. Okay. They mention yeah. them from both major universes. Okay. So no, it doesn't happen in the Marvel universe proper. Um, but I liked it. I thought it was. I thought it was real fun. That's and very for cool. some reason, I enjoyed it more than the, the first one. Jim Carrey apparently early on said he didn't want to do promotion for this movie because he thought it was too violent. Do you guys remember hearing that? Oh, absolutely. After yeah. he made the movie, he... He came out with a, with a song he released on YouTube. It was uh, basically kind of a... No, it was... Um, he's kind of in cowboy getup, kind of troubadour-type getup, and they do basically this parody song where he talks about the evils of guns, which is interesting for... I mean, it's... It's not as interesting as Matt Damon coming out and saying, "Oh, there's too much violence or guns in movies." You know, as Matt Damon yeah. does the Bourne movies and Elysium, and you know, uh, he's done more than one shoot 'em up. Um, but yeah, for Jim Carrey, it seems awfully presumptuous of him to make the movie, put the paycheck in his bank account, 
and then right. come out. Yeah. After he again, after he's made the movie already and it's in post production, that's when he decides to come out and tell everybody how terrible it is that we're, you know, celebrating gun culture and this movie's not helping any. And he does end up having to backtrack a little bit. Yeah. Um, he does have to he doesn't come out with a true apology, but he does have to come out and say, you know, um he kinda has to he has to Back off the accelerate a little bit. Man. I mean, uh, surely during the production of it, he saw how violent it was going to be. Oh, and there's he read no the doubt. Script, so yeah. it's curious why he, he decided to backtrack like chances that. Chances are good he probably read the comic. Well, he's trying to appeal to he's trying to appeal to his his demographic. I guess he's you know I I don't want to turn this into politics, but he's he's trying to appeal to all the Hollywood you know Hollywood libs who. You know, you know I, I, I think assume get rid of all guns, and if I that was even remotely realistic, we'd consider it. Blah 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 blah. I blah. think he's kind of in a position where, like Harrison Ford is, or these other established actors, to where okay. he can pretty much do whatever he wants, and yeah. he can say whatever he wants. Well, and, you know, if he wants to be, if he wants to spout this, you know, he doesn't have to answer to anybody. Yes, really. And this is not an original thought, so I don't want to take credit for it uh, when I say that. Hey. um, you are a human who happens to be either lucky enough or good enough at memorizing dialogue to have become a some kind of a media star. People know who you are by name recognition or face recognition or whatever. Um, tell me, Mr. or Ms. Star, how does that give you the moral or intellectual authority to tell me what is good? best in life. Uh, it's Much I, like Conan. I mean, I just... Yeah, no, it's, I, it's, it's the fact that they have a stage. It's amazingly disingenuous for uh, especially an actor to come out and say, oh man, violence is bad when they've acted in a half dozen movies that were blisteringly violent. It's like, you don't... You lost that card, okay? Yeah, I, that's I the part I don't understand. And Jim Carrey hasn't been in, you know... He wasn't in the Bourne movies. He wasn't in Elysium. He wasn't in Kick-Ass 2. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on a second. He was. Um, you know, his movies have not typically been very violent. Um, but still, you know, it's like, don't, don't make this movie. And then, you know, who, so did a family member or did, was he listening, you know, paying attention to tweets or you know, someone approach him on a sidewalk out, you know. And, yeah, you know, or, I mean, that's. How, how is it that he says, oh, wow, I just made this movie. I took the paycheck. I'm really happy to be a part of it because it's nice to be working. And, uh, oh, I should feel this way about gun control? Okay, well, I'm going to go make a parody song about it, and I'm going to get a lot of you know, good you know, visibility for my cause. You know, I'm, I, 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 I was kind of hoping you were looking for the song, by the way. No, I mean, I'm not that interested in it. I'm just, I was just more curious about why he would, he would do that, consider that. Um, you know, you know. I don't care what his politics are. It's more like, well, and that's, surely, that's surely thing. you like, know, surely you know what you're getting into. And then you the read the script. Like that. and that's yeah, you read the script. You read the script, and then decided to make the movie. But that's the thing. You, we all around this table agree that we don't care what Jim Carrey's uh, position is mm-hmm. on guns. So why is he trying to force it down our throat? Um, and I mean, forced down our throat. Okay, well, he's answering I mean, a question in a press conference. All yeah. right, I get that. Um, I am looking uh, for this clip right now. Um, this song 
was originally on, I think Funnier Die gets credit for it. Um, and I'm trying to find the actual song. This is a hee-haw parody, so it starts out with them sitting on hay bales. And um, Anyway, uh, if you wanted to... Does pot- this count as your song? No, it does not. <laughs> if you would like to pot me up... Every weakness and suck the brains out of every living soul. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to fast forward edit the song. I don't okay. know if there's any language, okay? What song is this? Spring Pines oh. to God. This is called Cold Dead Hand with Jim Carrey. And this looks like something off a hee-haw set, uh, although Jim Carrey does have Mahatma Gandhi uh, doing backup vocals for him. And Jim Carrey is dressed like a cowboy on the hee-haw set. And those of you who don't know what hee-haw is, H-E-E space H-A-W, wiki it. And the burning light inside them keeps them Sounds they hear make banditos out of molehills, fill their hearts with porcupine quills. They're dead and buried. I'm bored. Yeah, <laughs> pause it. It's, uh, I mean, sorry, Bill. It's, it's, not, it's not good, is it? <laughs> That's Jim Carrey? That's Jim Carrey. Yeah. And Jim what's Carrey. he trying to say? It's an anti. If, if you listen to the song, it, I was it's desperately, an anti I was desperately trying to. I just couldn't. Let, let, okay, give it one. Uh, give it one more chance. Let's listen for another five, ten seconds, whatever. He uh. The 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 other voice he's using is apparently some kind of Charlton Heston uh, imitation. Okay, and okay, I can't take it. I just pause it. I can't take any more of it either. So yeah, I'm not sure what that's all about. Yeah, I kind of it wasn't that I couldn't stand it. Well, I just, you would, you would I just have to lost listen. interest. <laughs> you would have to listen to the entire thing and find out what the context uh, is because uh, the I'd lyrics, rather pl- I'd rather play free soul. Thank the you. lyrics are are pretty clear. Um. So anyway, uh, he's, uh, uh, you know, I don't think anybody's ever accused Jim Carrey of being a genius and, you know, whatever. It's all good. Um, frankly, uh, as much as I thought I would enjoy talking about politics, uh, that's giving me extreme tired head, just even mentioning it. What else do we have on the list, boys? Well, you missed, um, you missed uh, talking about Castle. Yeah. And he was talking about uh, Kick-Ass 2. Did they leave room for a sequel, Brad? Yes, I'm glad you said that. Um, for those of you who, and I I don't remember how the story, how the comic ends, but for those of you who watch this movie and don't stay to the very, very end oh? are going to be surprised <laughs> when a certain character appears in the in the inevitable sequel. The very, very end. You mean end of the credits, not mid-credits. I'm right, guessing. after the credits. Okay. Right when you expect to see, you know... Does it rhyme is, with rig fatty? Does it rhyme? No, it does not. <laughs> does it rhyme with eating shawarma? I'm not going to say anything. Actually, that wasn't a, it, um, quite a rhyming. It does not... It does not rhyme with... Big Daddy. It doesn't <laughs> rhyme with Big Daddy. <laughs> if you don't stay till the very end of the credits, you're going to be surprised 
in Kick-Ass 3 when the, a certain character shows up. Let's just put okay. it that way. Okay. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's fine. How was, uh, how was Hit Girl? She was awesome, as always. I think. Um, she's very good. Chloe Moretz. Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah. She is awesome. It's How was, old is she in real life? Uh, Do we know? Can you look that up real quick? Yes. Let's see. Don't race me. I'll, no. I'll race you. <laughs> want to hear my favorite she's, part of... Uh, of uh, 16. Want to hear my favorite part of Ace Ventura? Dude, she's got the same birthday as Glenn Beck. Really? It's true. Want to hear my favorite part? How old is she? 16? She's 16. She was okay. born in 97. In Kick-Ass 2, she plays a 15-year-old, so that's not... That makes sense. Yeah, that's not far. Here's my favorite part of uh, Ace Ventura, by the way. What's the point, Ventura? Only this... Now he's that's sliding, he's funny. opening and sliding that that uh, door on the patio <laughs> yes. of the apartment. So I, uh, I think my Kills favorite me. scene from that movie is when he goes tone loke, and then he turns around, lets his rump have a. May I ask you a question? Him. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> ask you a question, um, Chloe. The hit girl character is you never want to see or hear a 15-year-old girl acting like this. Or what, a 12-year-old girl, or whatever she was in the first movie. Yeah. Imagine, that, how, that old was, is, how old is Zoe? She's 11. Imagine yes. next year. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Zoe lopping off body parts yeah. and using the most foul language possible from a human being. Yeah, that, I would tell her, they don't teach you that in the dojo. No. Right. This is, I mean, and that's... I don't care how brown your belt is. She's. Um, I love that movie. She's a very. Uh, she's a very interesting character, and fun to watch. It's like a guilty pleasure. I know. You know. I've I mean, I've got two daughters, and I could not imagine my daughter behaving yeah. or behaving in, or speaking your, to this man. Your daughters and my daughter have definite similarities yeah. in 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 personality and and general look. Yeah. Et cetera. Et cetera. She. Uh, she is going to be in the new Carrie movie. I think. She no. is that wrong? Yeah. Do I have that wrong? Yes. No, no she's Carrie. Yeah. She's Carrie in that reboot. Uh, and it's uh Hey Julianne like Moore. Hey. <laughs> Julianne Moore is the mom. I don't I don't nobody nobody wants a Carrie remake. Literally nobody. Um not one human wants this movie. She also played uh she was also uh Jack's rival in 30 Rock if you remember that. Chloe, she played. Yes, the, uh, she was the uh, the granddaughter to the CEO of yeah. Cable Town. Rip Torn was that Rip Torn? Yeah, the, it, I mean the um, the actor. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, but she was great. We're not it. hosting an intergalactic kegger here. <laughs> I miss him. Yeah. Um, the only other big movies I'm really jonesing for are uh, Thor. The Dark World, obviously, and um, Riddick, the third okay. Riddick uh, Ben Diesel movie. It's coming out early I'm, September. I'm sorry I mentioned this, but I am I am already starting my campaign of, I don't want to be sacrilegious, so I'm not literally praying when I say that I'm yeah, praying we know what that, means. that Ender's Game ends up being a great movie because the it is so easy to see how they could turn that book into a great movie. But... 
Here's one thing. There's no way they could have done that up until probably the last couple of years just due to technological limitations. Yeah. I mean, it, it would have looked like, um, and this is not a knock, it would have looked like Return of the Jedi if they tried to do it anywhere, you know, within the last five years or so. I mean, Does, it's, um, it's taken that long for the technology to catch up with the needs of the script. And that that is going to be a great movie. Does Harrison Ford uh, fit the role? Well, physically, no, because in the book, uh, the character, Colonel Graff, is actually corpulent. And by that, I mean he's borderline obese. Right. He gets fatter through the book. Hmm. And I think it's they, they never explain why. It's maybe a stress reaction. Some because, space rations. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. Um, that uh, what, these, what happens to these people is very stressful. Okay. Let's say that. It could cause you to lose sleep or possibly gain weight. Overeat. Yeah. What's the uh, what's the chemical in your body that uh, secretes when you're stressful and it it can cause you to like gain weight and stuff? I forget. Poop. I want to say prolactin, but that's so far from it. I don't even know what prolactin what is. Is the chemical yeah. in your body that makes you wait? What let me it? let me ask my mobile ex. No, I'm kidding. I don't have it yet. What Never am mind. I? Uh, what's the what's the Chemical what does your body, body what does your body produce uh, when stressed? What, har- what harmful chemical? Yeah, exactly. What chemical does your? I mean, the, this this chemical compound that your body releases when stressed can lead to uh, uh, heart disease and uh, strokes and stuff and and weight gain and uh, all sorts of nasty stuff. It's not adrenaline. No, it's not adrenaline. It's it's something in the it's something in the adrenal family, though. It's the same kind of thing. It's like you're. It was the it was the same thing that. Uh, um, and there's too many choices in here. On yeah, Peter. okay. I I am excited about the new um, cortisol. Cortisol. That's cortisol. exactly right. Yeah, cortisol. Yes. So I am looking. Has recently been identified as possibly causing weight to pile on around your tummy. Yeah. So wow. cortisol. Maybe it was a, uh, a stress reaction. America is the most stressed country <laughs> on the planet. And Alabama is the most stressed uh, uh, state in the Union, apparently. Or Texas, one of the two. Um, yeah, so I just, my hopes for that movie, I'm, I think this is going to be me walking, this is, this is, me walking into this movie is going to be not quite up to the, Brad walking into a Spider-Man or Superman movie level, but I'm going into this movie, I'm afraid, with uh, my hopes are going to be too high because I'm not expecting this to be the greatest movie I've ever seen, but I hope it is. When uh, When is it being released? Uh, it's November 8th. It's the week okay. after. Or wait, n- uh, I forget. November 1 and November 8th are the release of Thor and Ender's Game. So mm-hmm. back-to-back Fridays, you get those two massive movies. I See, cannot that, wait. That's a good time for movies to be released. They oh usually release their, their big budgets around yeah. that time. Yeah. And then the uh, Oscar bait ones, the one with acting, <laughs> where they Whatever. Act. Like, what's that one you with? Know, let's uh, save those for December 25th. Uh, I say. Oprah's in this new movie with the, uh, butler? the butler. The butler, yeah. That movie screams of of Oscar bait. Oh dear. It is such I, Oscar um, bait. Because it seems like there's 
acting. Well, and you've Genius. got you've got you know the only thing you don't have is the uh, is the character who suffers from uh, mental or physical retardation, as far as I know. He's probably that's, that's he's, don't he have probably the, has some type of disease that probably. we don't know about. Well, you do have uh, Forrest Whitaker playing the butler through the ages, so he starts off young and he ends up old. And then he and has so that eye. You, you want to talk about Oscar bait? Yeah, I know, right man. Yeah. That that uh, that thing has freaked me out since uh, the Crying Game. Is he looking at me or is he looking at you? Yeah. Hey. Forrest, look <laughs> at me when I talk to you. How ru- I look to you, I look at you when you talk to me, and you can at least... I think he's seen someone on the side. Zing! Oh! I was hoping you would remember that. <laughs> that's, a f- that's a funny that inside right. joke. That was right. We used I to know even, someone that had a crazy eye. I don't even get it, but that's awesome. All right, how about we wrap? We got, I'm just going to uh, sit here and look at pictures of Eva Green Bill, for a little while. No, let's play your huh? song. Oh, yeah, we got music. Okay. So as I was uh, speaking of earlier. Oh, uh, before you go that, uh, uh, let's do Half Hour Wasted every Monday, halfhourwasted.gmail.com. Check out um, the Long Box of Doom. Uh, Bill, you got a foot fantasy football show coming out. In the works. Yeah. In the works. Um, it's in the oven. It might be out. You got a bun in the oven? Yeah. It, uh, sh- Proud parents, Johnny M <laughs> and Bill McGonnell. I'm expecting, oh, it's I'm be expecting it'll be released uh, hopefully the week before Labor Day. Um, and we realize this is probably a week or two later than... It's appropriate with the bun in the oven metaphor. ...many fantasy drafts. But uh, I know that the episode's going to come out after my fantasy football draft, and hopefully it will not come out after your fantasy draft. You might be better off if it does. Um, because... Uh, uh, Johnny and I, being incredibly intelligent humans, and uh, we're not as connected. devastatingly handsome ones. Thank you. Uh, we're not as connected as the guys at Roto World are. So you know, devastating in take way. our advice with a grain of salt. But I will say this: um, I've I've been playing fantasy football myself. Um, the league we're drafting on Saturday. This will be year twenty-two of this league. Twenty-two years. This league solid. I've had my team in it the whole time. I've won, I don't know, I've probably won five times, I think. I've won roughly once every four years. So I'm pretty good. Wow. And I've got, um, among the other fantasy leagues, I've probably got an easy 50-plus years of fantasy experience. So um, I'm not an idiot. I kind of know what I'm doing. Um, I, I'm just not as plugged in as uh, um, you know that dude over at ESPN is. Gotcha. I just, but with the imi- with the information I have... I'm better at this game than Matthew Barry is. And that's an inside joke for those of you who follow fantasy football and know who Matthew Barry is on ESPN. And uh, be sure to check out Los Podcast Hermanos, which Los is the Breaking Podcast Bad. Hermanos. Thank you, Bill, for that. You did the intro for that. Thank that's you. That's going to be coming out just till the end of the series. It's only eight episodes, so yeah. uh, that'll be coming out maybe, I think, on Wednesdays. We'll try to put that out. Good deal. Right. I'm um, I'm bumming. I'm, I've, had to, I've had to put my... Uh, I've had to put my quest on hiatus uh, for the last week or so as I'm trying to catch up. Now that our fantasy football league is is confirmed, I'm now dealing with that instead of trying to catch up on Breaking Bad. And I'm about halfway through season three, or I'm I'm into season three right now, and um, so I know I've still got like twenty twenty or thirty stinking episodes to go before I'm caught up. But I've got the two latest episodes on the DVR clogging up space, so. I'm pretty happy about that. Maybe one of these days uh, I'll uh, I'll be able to listen to Los Podcast Hermanos, and then I'll enjoy it. 
Yeah. So what you got? Uh, okay. Uh, as I was saying earlier in the episode, um, uh, I've just been kind of uh, on this kind of lo-fi, trip-hop, kind of just down-tempo, kind of house-chill kind of music lately. And this is one of those things. I, every week, uh, it's time for, you know, or every week that it is time for my selection, it feels like I've forgotten the half dozen songs I really wanted to play for you, the audience, and I just kind of pick something out of the hat. Um, this time, um, I had a very tough time choosing which song to play by this group, and uh, this group is uh, Zero Seven, and they are really awesome. Um, they couple of there's probably no hits, but uh, in the waiting line off their album Simple Things. Maybe Throw It All Away Off the Garden are songs uh, you might have heard. Uh, this Fine Social Scene Off the Garden, possibly you may have heard that somewhere. If you're in a club, chances are excellent you've heard them. Um, I, put them I put them into a category. They're right up there with... Uh, they're, th- these guys are born out of uh, like the sneaker pimps, and uh, I think their kind of great-grandmother was Bjork, and I'm kidding about that literally, but... Uh, um, they kind of carry on this tradition. And so anyway, wow, that was a long-winded way to say. Yark, Please enjoy yark, yark. You're My Flame, track five off The Garden. You take a stroll into the morning sun You make a happy meal of fortune for one You steal the wallet of a man with a gun You make this seem like a whole lot of fun Yeah, you do Your reflection is me, yes I, I... 